0: Hey and welcome to Let's Talk CPF, a podcast where we bring conversations on CPF to your ears. Brought to you by the CPF Board, this podcast will answer common questions, offer tips and feature interviews with industry experts on CPF and financial planning. Thanks for listening and let's get straight into today's episode.
1: Volunteering is a topic most Singaporeans would know. But how many actually actively volunteer? Hi, I'm Racing and you're listening to Let's Talk CPF. Volunteering is a very familiar term. I'm sure you have volunteered at least once in your life. I remember volunteering when I was still a kid in school to clock hours for CIP, also known as Community Involvement Program. Back then, it wasn't a choice. But look where I am today. I'm with the Volunteer Engagement Office at the CPF Board. In fact, The CPF Board started a Community Paying It Forward movement one year ago where individuals can share useful CPF information with the people around them so that they too can benefit from what CPF has to offer. So far, we've had 4,500 individuals who've joined the movement. To commemorate its one-year anniversary, I have two amazing guests with me here today. One's an author and the other's a legal counsel and they are both active volunteers. They're going to share more about their experiences and how they started volunteering. Welcome, Inhua and Laura.
2: Hi. Hello.
1: Hello. Thank you for joining me today and keeping me company so that I don't feel so alone. Okay, maybe a quick introduction. Inhua here is an author, an active volunteer with multiple organisations, and also a CPF volunteer. Yes. I've heard you've actually published your own book. It talks about how people can take practical steps to prepare for retirement. Can you share a bit more about yourself and how you got to know of the Community Paying It Forward movement?
2: Oh, okay, sure. I'm Yin Wah. I'm 64 years old this year. I retired about two years ago after 40 years as an educator. I volunteer mainly in the arts and heritage, two areas that I care a lot about, and also mentoring at a school. So how did I hear about CPFV? So last year, I wrote a book called Retire Happy. but Happy is spelled with three Ps. H-A-P-P-P. Why? Because while I was preparing for my own retirement, I was amazed to find out about all the opportunities and resources available for retirees in Singapore to remain active. So I decided to write the book for fellow Singaporeans and residents who also want to retire happy. In my book, the A stands for Adequate Finances. So, as far as adequate finances is concerned, in the chapter on adequate finances, I feature, of course, CPF, which to me is like the bedrock for our planning to meet our retirement financial needs. Yeah, a bedrock which I think all of us should take care of and also build upon. Yeah. So, I actually got some feedback from readers that they found that section on CPF quite useful. And some of them even thanked me and told me stories about how they sort of did some small top-ups and things like that. So when I found out about CPFV, I decided to join to continue to learn about CPF and to hopefully share.
1: Well, first of all, happy retirement to you. Happy with three P's, uh? happy yes, retirement. Yes. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Just curious, uh, why three P's? Uh?
2: Okay, because the three P's stands for three other areas in addition to A, which stands for adequate finances, which we know is very important, yeah? Uh, P stands for purpose, P stands for people, and P stands for, of course, physical health, yeah? Mm. Physical and also mental, emotional health.
1: Oh, I love that. Mm. In fact, CPI Board has embarked on a campaign called Every Purpose Needs a Plan, What's Yours? We encourage everyone to think about how they want to live out a purposeful retirement, And that's actually one of your P's, right?
2: Yes. Purpose. Yes.
1: Cool. Okay, so next to our second guest, Laura. So Laura, something very interesting, maybe I'll share on your behalf. You are a CPF staff, right? Yes. Yeah, hi fellow colleague. So my understanding is that in your own free time, you volunteer outside with another organisation. Can you tell us a bit more about yourself and how you started volunteering?
0: I'm Laura. So the programme I have volunteering in since 2017, that was before I even joined CPF. This programme is called Supervised Homework Group under CDAC. We give one-to-one tuition to upper-primary students, that means P4 to P6ers, on a weekly basis and we also organise activities to develop their character. The focus of this programme is really to be a mentor to these students because the programme is targeted at students from the lower-income families who are not doing well in their academics. So by not doing well, I really mean that a lot of them are actually failing their subjects or even scoring single digits. Mm -hmm. So they are usually not motivated at all to study or they might even have learning difficulties such as dyslexia. This is why our focus is really to be their mentor and role model to better address the root cause of their lack of motivation. But right now, actually, I'm not really teaching anymore. Since 2020, I have stepped up to take up the role of the volunteer coordinator, which means that I'm the point of contact and also the liaison between the parents, students, volunteers and also CDC staff. So the only time I teach is when there's a huge shortage in manpower and I cannot find someone else. What I do now is actually more of the back-end administrative work for the volunteers. Like, say, I prepare the materials for them to be able to teach their students or I vet the activity proposals that are submitted by the volunteers for their weekly activities or I do the attendance and claim forms and so on, or I disseminate important information to parents and volunteers.
1: Oh, okay. That's interesting. But how do you hear about this volunteering opportunity? Were you introduced to it by a friend? Yes. Actually, I have always been
0: volunteering throughout my school days as well because it was quite easy to find opportunities to volunteer during my school days. I've always loved reading as a kid. So I was in the library club in secondary school and JC. Mm -hmm. So there were many different opportunities to volunteer, such as giving one-to-one tuition to students inside the primary schools, after school hours, or like reading to kids and conducting activities under a kids read program. So from there, I actually realized that I really love teaching and that it gave me great joy to help others. That is why I've always been going for all the different volunteering opportunities. But then after university ended, right, I didn't volunteer for some time because I didn't really think to search for opportunities online. So then my friend told me about this volunteering program that she has been going for six years. So I was like, what is it? So I asked her about it and then I signed up for it immediately after that. And that's how I've been volunteering at this program. And now I'm in my sixth year.
1: I see what you did there. I think it's quite interesting how you merge your passion which you shared was teaching and also reading, right? And at the same time, volunteering. So you kind of like, you know, marry the two, trying to help others. And at the same time, it's doing something that you like. Yeah, so that's pretty cool too. So when we talk about volunteering, right? One common thing that people think of is time commitment. That volunteering takes up a lot of time. So In could you share about how you manage your time with your volunteering commitments?
2: I must say that when I was working, I would do my volunteering assignments on weekends, like most people. That's the only time we sort of have time for. But perhaps it helps if, one, we volunteer for courses that we care about, we are passionate about, because Mm. then, you know, it's easier to find time somehow, right? And also, when I started off, I did the kind of volunteering where it was not a regular weekly thing. I could sign up for a sort of a duty slot. When I knew that that weekend, I had more time to do. So things like that might help if anyone is considering volunteering and not quite sure whether they can commit to the time or not. Or even not quite sure whether the volunteering opportunity or cost would resonate with them or not. There's also this thing like ad hoc volunteering opportunities or episodic volunteering. There's always a good way to start.
1: So actually, the important thing is knowing your schedule ahead of time, right? Yeah. So you need to know what do you have to do for that week and whether, for example, in your case, you set aside more time in the weekends yes. back when you were still working. Yes. Okay. Actually, Laura, right, I'm also very curious because you're quite young. Yeah, so, you know, I I believe you also have a lot of, like, commitments. How do you actually manage your time with all these volunteering activities going on and yet you still have so many things to do, you know, with a full-time job and everything? Can you share with me a bit more about how you manage your time? Sure. So, people like me who don't have a family to take care
0: of can choose to volunteer in a weekly program. There are honestly many different types of volunteering programs out there with varying commitment levels. If you don't have as much time, you can choose to commit for a few weeks in a row for certain events like say the soup kitchens, like say wheelie carts, or like say the beach cleanup programs. For those programs, you only need to go as and when you are free. You can just indicate in a schedule that you can go for that week. If you really have an even busier schedule, you can also choose to volunteer in those once-a-year events. And such events actually requires a lot of volunteers to help out. Like, say, for CDAC, they have a ready-for-school event, which is held in a carnival style event pre-COVID. So there's a lot of free food, free workshops and activities and so on for families with lower income. And they really need all the volunteers they can get for this program. So they need people, like, say... To be ushers, people to give out vouchers, to pack and give goodie bags, to operate the arcade machines, conduct the
1: workshops, and so on. Well, okay, two ones actually uh, caught my attention. I was I heard free food. Yeah, after that, my, my eyes just just opened, you know, and I was very attentive. So, what is actually your most memorable experience from volunteering?
0: So I had a student that I had taught for a few days, and one day while going through a passage, I was talking about the character in the passage seeing someone else as his role model. So I asked my student, who is your role model? And then she was thinking for a while, and then she said that it was you. Yeah, that means me la. yeah. So I was very touched at that point, especially because the kid was quite defiant at times and sometimes I would have doubts as to whether I'm a good teacher if she doesn't listen to me. So to know that she actually looks up to me as a role model and respects me, it really made me feel like all my time and effort has paid off. And this is actually not unique to me only. I have heard many students say the same thing of their volunteers. So sometimes the parents would tell me that their kids cannot stop talking about their volunteer cocoa or mm-hmm. And they tell me to convey their thanks to the volunteers as well. So all these are really heartwarming.
1: Nice. Okay, so to Inhua, right? You're actually an author. You publish your own book. Retire happy with three P's. And I also understand that you're actually very savvy in terms of retirement and you have a lot of volunteering experience in this area working with perhaps the more senior age groups, right? Maybe you could share with me your most memorable experiences as well.
2: In 2021, I joined a few other senior volunteers to assist in workshops for primary school kids to teach them how to use donated and refurbished notebooks that they had just received. This was because of the home-based learning, because of the health situation. To me, access to learning is something very close to my heart. So to be able to play even a small part to support this access to learning was personally very, very gratifying.
1: I guess you really have a lot of passion about helping people learn and educate and share your knowledge, right? That's why you started writing your own book about retiring purposefully, retiring joyfully and all that. Just a little bit curious since you are also a CPA volunteer, right? Has anyone ever asked you for help regarding CPF matters?
2: Oh, certainly. But I think part of the reason is also because I always take up every opportunity to talk about CPF Mm. with my friends or with relatives and things like that. A minute there's a little bit of an opportunity, I'm constantly going in and telling them, yeah, you should do your top ups or, you know, have you considered this and that? So yes, I do that
1: a lot. <laughs> okay, on behalf of CPF Board and everyone, we thank you for your service. <laughs> okay. But I really appreciate you for taking your time to help others understand about CPF and going beyond your means to help the people around you understand a bit better. All good things must come to an end. It's been a really great time. But before I come to an end, right, I just have one last question. For people like me who have not really started volunteering, but interested and curious, do you have any tips or advice? Yeah, maybe we could go with Laura. Any final tip or advice for someone like me?
0: I'm going to just use the Nike slogan here. Just do it. Yeah, you can pull out your phone now. You can go onto volunteer.sg and you can find a volunteer program that interests you. You can pull a friend or family along to go with you if you're scared to go alone. Or if you can't find anyone who is interested, then there's really no need to fear going alone because you'll meet a lot of like-minded people who are friendly and passionate about volunteering Mm -hmm. and you'll make a lot of new friends there as well. So just go ahead and take the first step.
1: Okay, okay. Wow, that one is uh, really like the ambassador spokesperson pitch. <laughs> okay, thank you. How about Inhua? any yes. final tips? Yes, I would like
2: to add on to what Laura just said. Okay, let's go. By speaking directly yes. to the the people who are maybe pre-retirement or just retired or maybe already several years in retirement. Yeah, mm. two names. RSVP Singapore, the organization for senior volunteers, yeah. as well as the volunteer center in your town. Adequate mm. financial planning for retirement is very important. But it is just as important to ensure that we continue to cultivate a sense of purpose. Yeah? To tend to our psychological portfolio, so to speak. And volunteering is a great way to do that. Because volunteering has a lot of benefits for us volunteers. Continue to learn and the like-minded people that you meet may also end up being good friends. So that takes care of two of the P's, purpose and people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So think about it. RSVP Singapore, they are dedicated to helping seniors and also those above 40 can also join as an associate member on their volunteering journey. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you want to uh, contribute perhaps to your community around you, check out a volunteer centre where you live.
1: Mm, okay, so one thing I learned from today's conversation, right, is that volunteering doesn't take up as much time as you imagine. There are plenty of opportunities out there, including ad hoc and episodic ones. Speaking of ad hoc opportunities, you can join CPI Community Paying It Forward movement. To sign up as a volunteer, all you need to do is to download the CPI-V mobile app. So it's cpi V for Volunteering. Available on the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. The app has useful bite-sized resources for you to learn and share about CPF anytime, anywhere. Once again, I'm Racing and you're listening to Let's Talk CPF. Before you go, we would love to hear from you. Email us with your questions or comments at podcast
0: at cpf.gov.sg so we can create better content for you. You can also leave us a review on the platform you're listening from to help others learn about our podcast. For the latest news, visit cpf.gov.sg slash podcast or follow our social media pages. Thank you once again. Until the next time, let's talk CPF.